Coming up, a long-awaited ride at Disney's Magic Kingdom has finally reopened and Disney has announced another reopening of one of its resorts. Plus, in this week's Spotlight section, we'll be doing a dining review of Olivia's Cafe. Come join us for this week's episode of The Kingdom Clubhouse. This is The Kingdom Clubhouse Episode 7 for the week of April 26, 2021. The Kingdom Clubhouse is brought to you by Magic of the Mouse Radio. 24-7 Disney music from all your favorite Walt Disney movie soundtracks and music from the Walt Disney theme parks as well. The Kingdom Clubhouse is a bi-weekly podcast covering all the breaking Disney news from Walt Disney World and the other Disney theme parks around the globe. We'll also have fun Disney topics to discuss to keep the magic going while you're away from the parks. Well, hello everyone, I'm Walt. And Melissa. And we are back with another episode of the Kingdom Clubhouse. We had a little bit of a hiatus last week. We apologize, but we are back and better than ever. We're going to have fun, right? Absolutely. Yep, this is going to be a great, great topic this week. We got a lot to talk about. And uh, we just did a brand new dining review of Olivia's, and we're really excited about that. Yay. So I hope everybody's having a great, great Monday to start. And if you're listening to the replay, whether it be Wednesday or Friday, welcome in. We're so happy you guys are here. Uh, for those of you that don't know, Melissa and I have our own YouTube channel called Mouse Talk. Be sure to check us out over there on YouTube. We do live streams, vlogs, dining reviews, top tens, you name it, we do it. Have uh, have a look. If you like what you see, consider subscribing. Uh, but either way, we are here every other Monday with a new Kingdom Clubhouse podcast, and we're, we're glad to be here. So... As we always do, we get started with our in the news section, and we do have a couple of really this week positive stories. Wouldn't you agree? Yes, yes, yes. Yep, for sure. What's our first one, Melissa? All right, the People Mover and Magic Kingdom reopens Woo-hoo! after more than a year of no TTA. We finally have our beloved ride back. The Tomorrowland Transit Authority People Mover reopened on Sunday, April the twenty fifth. The line extended all the way back to Cool Ship at the edge. Of Tomorrowland, but there was no complaining. Physical distancing markers line the handrails and moving walkway leading up to the main platform, and then it's off on a relaxing ride around Tomorrowland. We are so glad to have our people mover back. <laughs> we really, really are, actually. This is exciting news, and we haven't unfortunately been able to get over there yet. No. Soon, we'll be there soon <laughs> to ride it, but I did see some videos and vlogs already on it, which is really, really awesome. It's really great to have it back. Look, it was extended for months. Yes, it felt like it was never coming back. And then it's been so hard to get tickets to the park as an annual pass holder that right. I was so frustrated. Well, it's like, I have great news. The people are, people movers reopening. And I'm like, but we can't get to the <laughs> yeah, Exactly. <park." laughs> but I'm really glad it's finally reopened. And it's actually a big deal because, if nothing else, it's going to be a big lift of burden on some of these other rides sure more people that can spread out mm -hmm. get on the other rides it makes the lines move more quickly so in a way that is a really good thing yeah i think it'll help to bring those ride times on some of those other rides down a little bit i mean these the park capacity is increasing Mm -hmm. they need more options for people when they people when they get into these parks 
And I think this is another now option that they have. Plus, we love it. Yes, it's one of our favorites for sure. And the one great thing is it's supposed to be a continuously moving ride. So hopefully that means most of the time. And now that it's refurbed, I'm hoping that's more so. Uh, no breakdowns, things like that. Ag- so agreed. should agreed. be able to keep going and keep people moving. <laughs> exactly. I love it. I am really excited to hear the audio again. I love hearing the audio on it. A lot of people have been talking about whether or not the Stitch audio will be in there. I don't think it will be. It doesn't make sense to be with there being no Stitch anymore, right? Right. So, you know, with that ride, with that attraction, I can't call it a ride, but with that attraction being gone, it doesn't make sense, which is kind of too bad. I like that part, Mm -hmm. but there's no need for it. So I'll be interested to hear that. Yeah. Great news. This is wonderful. We're so excited. People Mover is finally reopened. Long time coming. Amen. (laughs) So our second news story, Disney has announced... The reopening date for Disney's Boardwalk Inn. As the months continue, more and more things begin to open back up at Walt Disney World. This week, Disney announced that the Boardwalk Inn will reopen from its COVID closure on July 2nd. So that's good news. Yeah. This announcement continues the phased reopening of its resort hotels as guest demand increases. And we have seen that. Other Disney World hotels reopening are the Beach Club Resort will reopen May 30th. The Wilderness Lodge will reopen June 6th, and the Polynesian is going to open late July. They haven't given a specific date on that one just yet. Probably depends on the status of their reimagining of the resort, too. I know they've been doing a lot of work. Absolutely agree, 100%. Now, a lot of people are probably going to say, well, Beach Club, Wilderness, Polynesian, they're already open. Not really. It's just the DVC side that's open right now. This is the actual resort side for all guests that are now reopening and this is big news i think that we're starting getting more and more dates of these re- reopenings of course they're all deluxe resorts so you know definitely on the pricier side but um it is good i mean if there's more demand and more people that want to be here then we'll obviously need places for them to stay uh i know some of the other resorts have been really really more packed we've stayed there and it's been the it's lines true. have been long getting on the transportation to get to the parks so it it's been challenging at times Yes, this is big news. I think it's really, really important. So it's going to be more and more options and more and more um, guests that are going to be able to get into the parks, which I think also ultimately means capacity is going to be raised even further to get in. Because if you're going to give people the opportunity to stay on property, you've got to give more opportunity to get into the parks too. So I would expect that park capacity maybe to jump to maybe 60%, 65%, who knows. Don't quote me on that. That's just my opinion. Sure. It but makes I, sense. Yeah. It's logical. Yeah, I think it's coming. I really do because um, more and more things are opening up because people are starting to get we, – look, we've said this before on our podcast. People are getting more comfortable going out again. Yes. Pretty soon, who knows, maybe international travel will be uh, approved again and we'll be able to do that. So these things are coming, and um, I think Disney is starting to gradually prepare for it with yeah. these phased reopenings. It makes sense. We're taking steps to becoming more, quote, whatever the new normal is going to be again. And it's it's nice and refreshing because I think we all need that. It's been a really long, you know, 13 months, and uh, it's it's challenging. So we're just taking it all one day at a time, and we'll see what happens. Yep. It's exciting. I'd like to see when new things open. I can't wait. I'm hoping some more things open at some of the parks, like... Columbia Harbor House reopened, or they reopen Beauty and the Beast live over at, at, at Hollywood Studios, whatever it may be. Right. The a more lot of the shows. Yeah. I miss so many of the shows. The, the Nemo show and uh, so, so many. Festival of, of the Lion King. Yes. And, yes. We already know that one's coming, but we really haven't heard much about the others, so that'll hopefully be a more 
uh, breaking news to come. I know, I hope. Podcast, but yeah, that would be really nice. I don't see why we can't. I mean, everybody can sit spaced apart. They've shown it in other shows. They do it at the Bird Show. I know it's a much smaller capacity show, but I don't see why it can't be done. Well, it might be a matter of, of union and oh, cast member um, the cast. Thing, yeah, things along cost. those lines. Yeah, that it's, makes sense. Yeah, it could be that. And that might be why, because Fantasmic hasn't come back, and that's no, a gigantic area where you could very easily yeah. social distance and space people, and that we haven't even heard even a glimpse yeah. of a possibility of that coming back. It's I think it has more to do with the union, cast members, and yeah. things like that. The talent, what it costs to pay those performers yeah, for is sure. a lot more than what the, the ones they have going on, so they have to bring it back a little at a time. Absolutely. But really, really exciting openings. People movers back. That's phenomenal news. Some of these resorts are opening back up, which is even even better. Exciting times. Exciting, exciting times. Definitely. Yep. So that's our in the news section, folks. Now we're going to move on to our spotlight section. And today we are going to do a dining review. I don't think we've done one in a while. And we're going to head on over to Old Key West. Mm -hmm. And we're heading to Olivia's Cafe. Love Olivia's Cafe. So um, this is their primary table service dining uh, venue at Old Key West. They are going to be open in the mornings, usually from breakfast, or if it's the weekends, they do brunch from 7.30 a.m. to 2 p.m. Then they close down and reopen again at 5 to 9 for dinner. At least that's the schedule right now. Correct. As of this time frame. So, um... Really nice atmosphere in here. They have the paddle fans, ceiling fans going on the walls. It's just very kind of peaceful in there. Everything's very distant, so you have several spaces between your tables. We went for brunch, and really glad we did, because it has a mix of a lot of different things that I will go into more, but I enjoyed it very much. Well, let me say this about the decor. It is definitely a old Key West, Key West vibe feel to it. Think Margaritaville. Mm-hmm. That type of thing. It really does have that beachy Key West feel to it. The decor inside is fantastic. Like Melissa said, the fans, the ceiling fans are, are really cool looking. I like this area. What's also really unique about it is it has kind of an indoor and a small outdoor area. Yeah. You can choose, at least right now you can. Right. You can kind of choose depending upon how busy they are. If you want to sit outside, you can. So they do have that area as well. It's really nicely done. When you first go in in kind of the waiting area, you'll see all the different pictures mm-hmm. of the, some of the original DVC members. Because Old Key West is the first DVC resort. It's the original. It was the first one. And they have a lot of pictures of families that are part of DVC that maybe have gone to Olivia's or are DVC members at Old Key West, which is really kind of nice. It's very personal. Yeah, it is. It is. And and one thing, too, they do have the mobile check-in on the app. You can check in up to 20 minutes. You do want to make a dining reservation. There may be some cases where you're there where you can do a walk-in there, um, but it's probably a good idea. And it did allow us, which I don't see at all the restaurants, to to choose if you prefer to be inside or outside, yep. if you prefer a table or a booth. Um, it let us do that, which I haven't seen at some of the restaurants, which I thought was kind of cool. That was unique. That's pretty unique to this mm-hmm. restaurant because, I, look, Melissa makes most of the dining reservations. And it's not me, but she's really good at keeping me informed. And if this was something that was an option, others in other places, I think she would yeah. have told me. We've never I've come never across that before. I've seen that before. Now, granted, you know, I mean, we've 
it's a small thing and it's and it's a small yeah exactly and the type of restaurant that it is some of the others may not have booths versus tables or they're Correct. maybe a little fancier than olivia's olivia's is casual table service for dining. sure it's definitely not a fancy um place but i really like their menu and i really like their food yeah now we're going to talk about the brunch menu because that's what we did now we've gone there for dinner mm-hmm. one time it was myself melissa our son Mason, we all got the chicken. Yeah, we got the we chicken. We did. We all got the chicken and the mashed potatoes. That's uh, another review for another day. But sort to, of. Sort of. We got the brunch. And we did have a friend with us, but uh, our friend just got the, the basic breakfast. But we're going to talk about what Melissa and I got. Now, Melissa, what did you, what did I get? Now, I got the, um, I got the, um, so they have, Walt. Walt's more of a plain Jane, but on the menu, it's listed as a sombrero beach omelet, which would have ham, green peppers, onions, cheddar cheese topped with sour cream and pico de gallo, and it comes with breakfast potatoes and a buttermilk biscuit. So tell them what you did differently. Right. I, Melissa's exactly right. I'm a plain Jane. So I, to me, it was just a ham and cheese omelet. It was <laughs> that simple. Uh, you know, all the other stuff, the pico de gallo. The, the the peppers and all of that. I don't want that in mine. <laughs> no sure, vegetables for Walt. I'm sure it. I'm sure it provides wonderful flavor flavor to it <laughs> for those that are into that. I'm just not into that. Look, I I'm just a plain Jane. It's what I eat. That's what I got from myself, Melissa. What did you get? Well, tell them about your. your oh, I was going to do it one at a time. Oh, I just okay. wanted to say what we both got to first. Describe. Okay, no, that's cool. Um, I actually got because I really love the chicken here and. The chicken on their menu is like a buttermilk fried chicken, and it's boneless, which I love. So they have an option for chicken and waffles that you can get for the brunch. So it's the buttermilk fried chicken, and then it's sweet potato waffles. The chicken's topped with a bacon jam, and the waffles are topped with fresh berries and maple syrup. Gotcha. Now I'll talk about mine first. Again, I, I got the basically a ham and cheese omelet with the... They, what are they called? They're not home fries, but they're no, different. They're they're basically Olivia's breakfast potatoes. So right. they to me, Walt didn't eat a ton of them and I took a taste of them. I think they're cheesy, but they also had a very oniony flavor. They did. I think that's why you didn't like them yeah, so much. Yeah, that was part of it for me. I really enjoyed the the omelet. I thought it was good. Again, it's it's pretty plain for me. I think if it has the additional stuff on it, I think it's gonna enhance the flavor for folks. So if you're enjoying the pica de gallo or the peppers and things like that, it's gonna help your help it for me i still enjoyed it the buttermilk biscuit was amazing the potatoes were okay it did definitely have a cheese like you think oh cheesy it was a little bit different than what we normally think when we're thinking breakfast cheesy. potatoes too right it made me think of the flavor of a scalloped potato not an au gratin potato right a scalloped potato has a more oniony but they were diced potatoes it was almost like a scalloped diced potato casserole yeah and i only got a little quick bite of it it was like, good. Um, it was good. Don't get me wrong. It depends I, what you like. Right. It depends on what you like. I enjoyed my meal. It wasn't my favorite breakfast by, by any means. But I, I mean, brunch, but by any means. But I did enjoy it. Uh, everything was very flavorful for me. Again, it, I'm a little bit of a different <laughs> bird when it comes to how I eat my food. The omelet looked like it was very large. It looked like very it large. was good size. Um, it, it was cooked perfectly, too. I know when a lot of times you'll go to places, they might overcook your egg. I don't like my egg having any brown to it. And sometimes when they make omelets, it looked golden yellow. It was very thick. It looks like they used a lot of egg. Was there enough cheese and ham in ratio to the egg? Not for okay. my liking. Okay. I think they could have had a little bit more, but I seem to think that happens a lot. I've had that in other instances where I've gotten a ham and cheese omelet, 
and it seemed like there was plenty of egg, and we could have probably added a little bit more cheese and ham. But not majorly. It was closer than I expected. But it definitely could have added a little bit more to it uh, when it comes to ham and cheese. Yeah. For my, in my opinion. No, I agree. Because I was looking at it. I was too busy focusing on mine because mine was so <laughs> stinking good that I didn't even really. But it looked like there was a lot of egg ratio to filling. But I think, again, like you said, if you were getting the peppers and the onions and the pico and all that, it probably would have been a little different. They probably would have mixed that in. But it, it looked like they cooked it perfectly. So that, that's a big thing. They did. Well, let's segue into yours because that was mine. Again, I enjoyed it. Don't get me wrong. I really did. I thought it was very good. What about yours? Let's segue in. So this buttermilk fried chicken, I personally think this is the best chicken on Disney property. I know a lot of people rave about Art Smith's, which is good. I like the flavor of this chicken so much better. I love the coating, the lightness of it, and it's got a crunch to it. And the flavor is just better to me than Art Smith's. I don't think Art Smith's has as much flavor. And the fact that the chicken is boneless, it's a nice, decent size in breast meat, and it's tender. It's not dry. And a lot of times you can get chicken breast and it's dry. It is so tender. I actually shared a little piece with Walt and with our friend that was with us so they could try it. And on the top of it, it has this bacon jam, and it was actually very good. A little salty, but if you spread it out and you cut the chicken up and eat it in the right portions, it was quite good. Um, very bacony, salty flavor, but it gave that extra taste to the chicken. Now the sweet potato waffles, on the other hand, I was expecting something much different. Um, they were three little triangles. So it was like making a, um, Belgian waffle when they make the little triangles and they give you three of them. The downside was they were a little cold when I got them and, um, they only put a little bit of syrup on them and the syrup was actually quite good. It had some other flavor to it, not just maple. And I think it was real maple syrup, but they also put berries with it, which was what made it great. They had fresh strawberries, blueberries, and raspberries. It was slight drizzle of maple syrup, but they, they were a little bland. To be honest, the waffle itself was a little bland. Um, I didn't get any sweet potato flavor with that. And that's what they said was in To be honest, I just didn't, I expected something maybe a little sweeter in terms of the waffle than a standard waffle, but I didn't catch that because I know sweet potatoes are sweet. (laughs) Right. But I ended up, they got some butter for their biscuit. So I just put a little butter on it. You may want to ask them for additional side of maple syrup because the drizzle they put on was very small, but with the butter and the berries, it was still good. I still enjoyed it very much. I ate every last bite. <laughs> Other than the couple bites of chicken I shared, um, I thought it was really good and I would get it again. So price-wise, the chicken and waffles was $16. The omelet was 15 And I think you get a really decent amount of food for the price. I know breakfasts are costly sometimes because you can go to you know breakfast buffets or do different dining breakfasts. But this one's a little more affordable because some of those breakfasts yeah. when you go well, it was a brunch. It was a brunch, but right. we got breakfast items. Right, right. Yeah, I agree with Melissa. I don't think that's bad for Disney. No, I don't either. I think the value for what we got, the portions that we got, my omelet was big. Yep. It wasn't small. The portion of the the home fries that they gave me, the potatoes, was large. The biscuit was a good-sized biscuit, and it was warm, and it was very good. I think the portions, your chicken and waffles was huge. I thought it was was very good portions. Plenty of food. Yeah, so I think value-wise, I think the value is there for this. But overall, the atmosphere, wonderful. The value, good. Our service was Mm -hmm. good. Yep, our server was great. I think for me, would I say brunch, yes or no? I'm probably going to say no. Hmm. I have to be honest. I'm going to have to say no. I think Olivia's is more catered 
go for dinner. See, I really like this because there's a couple other things on the menu that I still want to try. So I'm going to mention a couple of them to you. They actually have a crab cake eggs benedict where you'll get poached eggs, uh, pan fried crab cakes on English muffins with a key lime hollandaise. And that's only $18 for seafood. That doesn't seem bad. This is the other thing I really wanted to try. <laughs> and it's the banana bread French toast. So it has um, a Bahamian banana rum syrup and coconut whipped cream and you can get bacon or sausage and that's $16. So, you know, they also have a standard like buttermilk uh, waffle and two eggs with bacon and ham. Our friend got the Olivia's breakfast, which is two eggs any style with breakfast potatoes, a biscuit and choice of bacon or sausage. You can even add steak for $7 more. He enjoyed his. And because it's brunch, they have shrimp and grits. They have a veggie burger. They have a Caesar salad. They even have a slow-cooked prime rib and pancakes and eggs. So I thought they had a pretty extensive selection. Yes. Selection was... The Mm -hmm. palate and selection was there. It wasn't a limited menu at all. I thought it was. I just think for me, if I had to go back, if somebody says to me, Olivia's Walt, you want to go for brunch or you want to go for dinner? I'm going for dinner. (laughs) And I'm going to say... I mean, dinner's good, but the only thing I'm going to get at dinner is the chicken. Even though I liked it, there's so many other things on this brunch menu. Granted, the dinner, you know, you may find something because they have, but I just feel like the selection is really, really good right now um, for this brunch. I thought there was a lot of cool things to choose from, and it just sounded super yummy to me. I was really glad we went. Overall, we would still say yes. If someone says, should I go for brunch? I'm going to say yes. I think you'll enjoy it because I think what Melissa said is true. I'm kind of a different bird when it comes to how I eat. I think if you get the yeah. normal palate of what they're, what's yeah. on the menu, your you're probably going to like it. For But if you're like me, it may not be worth it. But I still think this is a good brunch option in my opinion, and I know you do too, right? And I was going to say, that's probably true. If you're just getting eggs and some bacon, you know, paying $15, $16, you know, it's probably not worth it because their dinner prices, even for the crab cakes and the, you know, usually range, even some of their dinner entrees are in the mid-20s. The highest thing is the prime rib at like $37. Right. So, you know, they do have some unique things, and that's why I like Olivia's too. The atmosphere is good, a unique menu. We've had good service every time we've gone. So I think it's a great place to try. I do too. I I love Olivia's. I always recommend it. I think Melissa's right. It's the best chicken on property easily. But uh, yep, that's our review. Definitely I'd say a yes to Olivia's. I'm going to say yes more to dinner than brunch, but I don't say no to brunch. And I know you're going to say more yes to brunch than dinner. <laughs> but they're all good. I mean, they're all it's, good. To be honest, I'm not going to say no to dinner either. No. I just have some more things on the menu I want to try for brunch that I didn't get to try. Yeah, I get it. And <laughs> I was I'm, hoping Walt would get the chicken and waffles, and then I was going to get the banana bread French toast, and then we were going to share. But alas. <laughs> Next time. Next time. But there you go, guys. That is our episode of the Kingdom Clubhouse. We are done. This was a really fun episode this week. It was. Yeah, it was had, a tasty episode. And it was a very, very positive one. We had all fun <laughs> things to talk about, which is always a good thing. Because every once in a while, we got to throw in the, the not-so-fun stuff. Yeah, like that was the last one. I think we right. complained a lot. But not this one. This one's a fun way to start your Monday. Yay. Or your Wednesday or your Friday, right. depending upon when you're right. listening. But guys, thank you all for watching, watching, listening. (laughs) I'm so used to saying watching from the YouTube side. But thank you all for listening to the podcast today. We're really hoping you enjoyed it. Hope it gets your day started on the right foot. 
obviously we want to say thank you again to Magic of the Mouse Radio for having yes, us and hosting thank you us. So much. Fantastic channel. Obviously, you're here, <laughs> so you know about it. Share them, share them out with your friends. If you have Disney friends, mm-hmm. even if they're, if they're not big Disney friends, if they're just a casual friend, every once in a while, it's nice to oh hear the gosh. Disney music. It is. It's something that can just put you in the best of moods. You know, who doesn't want to hear some Disney music? Or I love, really love about this is hearing some of the Disney ride music. That always puts me in a me great too. mood when they start playing like you're on Pirates. Or yep. I think that's the best. Me too. So thank you again to Magic of the Mouse Radio for hosting us and having us. It's always been a pleasure. And uh, we can't wait to do more of these. We will be back in two weeks. May 10th is our next episode. That's when we'll be back with a brand new episode. Again, check us out over on our YouTube channel for Mouse Talk. We are just over 7,700 subs. It's been great. We've been growing. We're very proud of that. We do a lot of fun stuff over there. Live streams from the parks as well. And all kinds of vlogs. We do all kinds of fun stuff. So so check us out over there. And hopefully you like what you see. And you'll subscribe. But until then, we will see you on May 10th with the next episode of the Kingdom Clubhouse. Have a great two weeks, everybody. Take care of yourselves and each other, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye, everybody. Bye now. You wish upon a star Make no difference who you are Anything your heart desires will come to you